Christ to you. And part of life itself is a discovery of the things that God put in you uh, when you were an unformed substance that he already ordained it. See, it's, you're not a chance happening. You're not something that uh, this uh, work under construction in the sense because God already built it all. Truth is, we're growing into that. That's, if you want to call that construction, that's part of it. Part of it is the learning. Part of it is the, the application of truth in your life and experience in your life and all the other elements that, that you'll, you'll come through. But the truth is, is that God already knows what's at the heart of your life, what, he, what he's put there. I love the, the part in the song when, you know, it says about a vacancy in your heart. That that's what Mary actually had was this vacancy, this place where God, you go ahead and you fill my heart. I want to live out your purpose in my life. And so I don't want it to be my own heart. I want it to be your heart that's living in me that now the life that I'm going to live will be for you. Amen? So here it is. It says in Luke chapter 1, it's verse 26 and following. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee calling, called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be a great and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. How about declaring that with me? Nothing shall be impossible with God. You know, you need that in your life. You need that in your life. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Hey, how many of you have had some heart procedure in the last year? Anybody? Go ahead and show me your hands. I know you've had some sort of cleaning out. They did a little rotor-reader rooter thing. That you had a heart valve. You had some, something done. Go ahead. I, I can't see all the hands. Okay. How many of you have been diagnosed with some stage of diabetes in the last year? Yeah, I know several. Okay. Diagnosed with diabetes. What else? What other kind of ailments? The last year. Think about it. What you've been diagnosed with. How many of you had some sort of stones? Gallstones, kidney stones, rolling stones. How many of you got stones? No, don't raise your hands on that one. How many of you need God for some reason? You know, I didn't declare it right there, but what about somebody who's lost? Maybe it's a job that you lost. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's your, your family that's in shambles. Maybe it's a, because of a divorce that's just pending. Maybe it's that you just kind of find yourself on this roller coaster of life. It's just going up and down and you seem to have no straightaways. 
It never seems to be just this. It's always got to be something. See, you're climbing a hill or you're falling down the other side. You never get to have any mountaintop time. You know what? We need, we need God right there. That's what we need. We need him to come in because what he does is he says, I love what he says is that he makes your path straight. And you know what? He moves the stumbling blocks out of your way. You know what you have is sometimes we might be the ones who I've seen the enemy and he is me. Sometimes it's, it's that we, we create our own kind of chaos. And sometimes we create it because we're trying to do things in our own strength. And what happens is God wants surrender. And that's what he found in Mary here is he found surrender. He also found somebody absolutely in the right lineage. There was a whole lot of other things that had to go on. But, but one of the things that he found in her was a yieldedness. He found the willingness for her to, even in the midst of fear, there was an expectation first because when that angel appeared, you know, there, there's a level of everybody was waiting for the, when is this Messiah going to come? Do you know that Jesus, the announcement of the angel Gabriel, it comes on the heels of 400 years of silence where God just stopped talking. There were all these prophets and men of God going around and declaring what God was saying. He'd done that throughout the whole Old Testament through the prophets. He brought words and he told them, this is what's going to happen. Hey, straighten up. Moms and dads, you ever say that to your kids? If you don't straighten up, you guess what? God was doing that. And that's part of the narrative is that through the Old Testament is God saying, you better straighten up, better straighten up. And consistently there was a level of punishment or you can say a consequence for their action or their rebellion. That's part of the narrative of the Bible. And so what happened is, is that under Moses, he was called the, he's a type of Christ because he was a deliverer. But under Moses, it says that they were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. They were in bondage. I want to tell you folks, some of the first slaves in history were the Israelites. It was the people of God. And it was because they went there in the midst of a famine and they they searched out, instead of searching out God, they sought out the food. They sought out provision from someone else. When God wanted us to look to him as the defender, as the provider. And so what happened is they ended up going off on their own way, in their own strength, trying to find provision, their own sustenance. And so they ended up living there for 400 years in bondage. God says to Moses when he first called him, and he says, Surely I have heard their cries. He's been listening, but he was waiting for an appointed time. Jesus is a fulfillment of an appointed time after another 400 years. I don't know. I don't know where we're at in that continuum of 400 years. We may have blown past that, but, but we, may, we could be at 399 and a half, folks. I just don't know, but I know this. God says that he hears us. He hears us now because of Jesus Christ. He hears us because God has, has put that, what it, when he says, whenever you pray, you pray this way, and then I will hear you. You receive not because you ask not. And if you ask, you may ask amiss. And then he talks about a sin condition that we could have that prevents us from being able to really access God, because that's what it did to us. And so what we need to do is recognize that God has made a way for us to come to him, and, and here he is that he steps into humanity in this place, in this condition, and what he's needing to find from us, one was the expectation of the divine. What about you today? In light of the fact that Christ has been here, he's, he's accomplished, he, when he said it is finished, the work of the cross, is there an expectation in your heart that you don't have to be on, on diabetic meditation, uh, medication for the rest of your life? 
Is there a hope and an expectation in your heart that whatever the physical malady or Ill, illness or ailment that, that afflicts you today, that you don't have to live with that for all your life? Is there the, the hope and expectation in your life that says that your, your marriage can come back to first love that you had when you first said, I do? If not, then it's time to renew Christ in your heart. That, that, that void, that vacancy he wants to find there. He either fills it all the way or, or else what will happen is, is we don't have it for him sufficiency, sufficiently, which isn't his fault, that's our fault. Because he says is that if you'll, if you'll seek after him with everything you got, all the holes and cavities of your life, he'll come and fill those. He wants the expectation of the vine, divine. We need a yielding then like Mary for, for that we would be able to say, let it be done according to me, according to what your will is for my life. Remember that way? How should we pray then, Jesus? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy will be done. I tell people when they give me a prayer request and they automatically tell me how I'm supposed to pray, I tell them, no. How about I pray for what God wants for you in the midst of this thing? You're praying that, but let me pray according to whatever his will is. Hmm. Yielding, let it be done. If you're not getting prayers answered, I would just suggest to you to come to a place of yielding instead of telling God what to do, ask him and say, my heart is yours. You do what you want. Let your will be done. And the last thing, you know what he wants us to do? It's how we get the narrative. He wants us to broadcast it. He wants us to go tell it on the mountain. He wants us to speak it in the dark places. He wants us to share it in our, in our workplaces. He wants us to live it in the midst of where it just becomes a habit. People don't have to worry about a Jekyll and Hyde in your life. The, the way they see you here is the way they know you here. And that's the way somebody else who knows you knows you that that's how you are. You see what comfort it is, no matter what environment you move in, when you've been trustworthy and you've been faithful, that there's no shadow and there's no shifting of who you are and it's all good? I pray that you're going to live to have a life that's all good all the time, everywhere. That's a good prayer, isn't it? How about a light that can't be snuffed out? That's what God wants in you because that, that light shines bright. He says that even though you might think that you could hide it under a bushel basket, what in the world would cause you to want to take this light and hide it then? Are you ashamed? Can't be ashamed. That's why calamity happens, and that's why calamity increases in the world. What has to happen is, remember that old phrase? The only thing necessary for for evil to triumph is for those who know good to do nothing. Folks, let your light shine. So shine before men that they'll glorify and exalt your Father in heaven. That's what the Bible says. So I pray for you strength in your journey. I pray for you courage all along the way. I pray that you're going to be braver in 2013 and as we wait on God to to come and fulfill his plan and to to finish it and to show us what what we're to do. I pray that you're going to be on this discovery. You're going to be delighted with him. That you're going to be in a place where you're you're enthralled. It's kind of like you can't wait. Imagine the greatest enthusiasm you had for anything ever and apply that toward God. Because everything else that this life holds doesn't hold a candle to him. Amen? Let me have uh, seven adults. I just need seven volunteers to come up. I'm going to ask you to be part of our candle lighting.
uh, ceremony. You're going to help us launch it from here. We do have a couple of songs left that we're going to include, but I'm going to ask for you to, uh, seven adults, got to come quick because I don't want to disappoint the eighth person. So if you all take one of these, and then I'm going to need 20 kids, and I need them to be big enough to hold a candle, okay? You're one of the kids. Let me give the adults. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. You got one, too? Good deal. Okay, 20 kids. Somebody help me with this. Ready? Here's one. And then you go stand over there. Here's two. You stand over there. Follow him. Three. So you can line up over there. Thank you. Four. There you go. Line up over there. Five. Thank you, Joe. Six. Thank you, Katie. Here you go. Seven. DJ. Eight. Ryra. Nine. Got to have some more. It looks like ten. Eleven. Hi. Good job. Twelve. Thirteen. Here we go, buddy. You want one? You going to have one, buddy? We're going to hold it straight up.